your passwords, point guard and trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen. It's coming at you Monday through Friday, every single weekday. And plus today's episode, which is a bonus episode, the sixth one in your feed. You're not finding other Blazer podcasts that are churning out six a week. So if you are new to the program, make sure you subscribe. Lock on, y'all. It's your team every day. Get locked on with 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 the program. Uh, I'm recording this on the evening of June 30th, a little special bonus episode following the first night of free agent action in the league. And the Blazers didn't do much. They kind of did the thing we thought they would do and a couple little surprises there. So today's gonna today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter than your sort of typical 30-minute one, but it gets you caught up on everything you need to know, what they did and what's next for this team. Uh, what they did was they surprisingly, it started with waving Trent and Watford. Let's talk about that. Drew Eubanks signed with the Phoenix Suns. He gone, but the big one is Jeremy Grant. Let's start talking about Jeremy Grant. Then we'll touch on the other two. A couple backup bigs right up out of there for the Portland Trailblazers. But Jeremy Grant's a forward who's going to get paid. Uh, he agreed to a five-year, $160 million contract with the Portland Trailblazers, as reported by the people who report the news, I guess, in this world. Sean Strani and Adrian Wojnarowski, I have no idea who got it first. One of them, <laughs> one of them had it first, five for 160 for Jeremy Grant. If you're a longtime listener to the program, an everyday listener to the program, you know that like since, I don't know, March-ish, I've been making up a number for Jeremy Grant. Five for 148. And uh, you will know that when I said, I think he's going to get like five for $148 million, I would consistently say, that's too much money. Like that's, that's too much money. That's, that's going to be an onerous contract. Well, Jeremy Grant went over that uh, five for 160. That's an average annual value of $32 million. I want to be like, I think the money can can get the money can it's like 160 million dollars. Oof, oof. And when you see the contract grades, I am sh- I'm, I haven't looked at any of these yet, but I am certain folks around the association who write about contracts are going to not like this Jeremy Grant money. But you kind of knew it was coming. That's why you listen to the program, so you kind of knew it was coming. It's like it, it might still be a bad deal, and I, I think it is, but like, <laughs> but. It isn't like it it wasn't that shocking to sort of rip city faithful and particularly listeners of locked on blazers. If you, if, if you're nasty, if you if you knew that five for 148 was the number, like five for 160, you're like, that's even more money. Oh no. Um, but Jamie Grant was good. It was good last year. Um, he averaged 20 points per game, shot a plus 40% from three on, on, on some volume. Um, it's probably a little overrated as a defender in Portland, but he's like a, you know, he can he can hang on defense. If he guards guys his size and who are a little bit slower, he's like a straight-up good defender in space. Um, they asked him to guard fast guys too much, and he was overmatched. Um, he's not like a lockdown all-NBA-type defender, but he's like an above-average defender in the league who can hang, who can be a like a really useful part of a, of a good defensive team if the Blazers ever are to build one. The number is maybe not a shock. So let me be clear. Let me be totally clear on the Jeremy Grant stuff. He's good. It's good. He's helpful. And the and like he was good last year. <laughs> Safe to say he's probably gonna be good again this next season. Um it's not really about year one with this money because you know he's making 
he turned down a contract that was going to pay him 28. You knew he was going to get a raise. It was 28 average annual, average annual value. So it was four for 14 was the max contract he turned down. Max contract extension he was allowed to, to sign in the regular season. He turned it down because he was always wanting to get this fifth year. Gets the fifth year, and he bumped up from what was going to be you know 28 a year from projected at four for 114, jumped up to 32 million a year. I think in year one, it's probably fine for Jeremy Grant. I think in year two, it might not be that big of a deal for Jeremy Grant, but the back half of this contract is going to be onerous. It's going to be hard to trade, so it's not like you can flip him down the line because no one's going to want Jeremy Grant and over $100 million after the first two years. Um, maybe not nobody. That might be, I might slightly be overstating it as I record on a late on a Friday evening, but um, I think it will be hard to trade. I think it'll be hard to trade because... The back half of this contract, Jeremy Grant's just going to be, you know, he's into his 30s. Is he going to be like significantly better than he is now? And if he's, you know, if it's a typical contract, it's raises every year. Um, so like, you know, he'll get, he's, it's going to get, he's going to get more expensive as he gets a little worse. That always happens with contracts. It's kind of like the nature of the thing, nature of the beast, nature of paying someone who's, you know, 28, 29 years old. The fifth year's tough. He was always going to get that fifth year. It's why I joked when at five for 148, there was like too much money to give him when he got more than that. It's too much money to give him. Yeah, it's 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 probably going to. I don't think you'll feel like this great burden of Jeremy Grant's contract in the over the next two seasons. In years three, four, five, I particularly four and five, um, that's that is going to feel like a lot of money. Like it's just going to be, and in this new cap world where um, teams with long term big contracts seem to want to shed them so they can have some flexibility and deal with you know there's more there's more rules against expensive rosters having a really expensive guy in your roster who doesn't like play up to that level is going to be challenging you throw him in with, with the money dames making the blazers are going to just be up against it financially in the back half of this deal they better be good right away like that's the whole point right um that's assuming damian lowers on the roster uh, at that point as well Portland had to do this though. They backed themselves in this corner with this. This was this had to happen. I've mentioned this on the show a bunch. Like they had to pay Jeremy Grant. There was no world in which letting Jeremy Grant walk was a better decision. That world is if you blow it up. Like and and they since they are at least as I'm recording this right now, and I'm gonna peek over at my Twitter feed real quick to make sure nothing's changed. Nothing's changed just yet. Um as of right now, they 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 want to build and move forward with Damian Lillard. So if they're going to do that, Jeremy Grant was a must. Was a must. You had to sign him if you wanted to entice Dame to stay. You also had to sign him because you traded assets to get him, and just letting him walk for nothing is not a it's just not good business. Now, if you're going young, you don't want to have Jeremy Grant five for one sixty. You probably don't want to have him five for one sixty, anyways. But like. This you had to do this. You had to do this because of the, the assets you trade to get Jeremy Grant. You had to do this because you can't let him walk for nothing. You had to do this because of this, like the, what John Hollinger calls the bird rights trap. You had his bird rights. There's no way to replace him if you let him walk. You don't magically get cap space to add another good player. You just had to do it. This is your only way to add a talented forward, a position of desperate need on this team. It also, it's exactly if you're going to keep Dame, this is the piece you need to keep Dame. This was step one. Agree to a contract with Jeremy Grant. Now they got to figure out steps two and three and four and five and 12 and 13. Uh, it's, I, I don't think this is, like I said, I don't think this is like horrific overpay next season. I don't think the season after that is going to be that bad. It's the length of the contract that is going to be the burden and it's going to be hard to move and it's going to, it's going to get clunky and bloated and it's going to make building a competitive team more challenging they have a very small window to be good if they're good in that small window the challenging back half of this doesn't matter but i don't 
I don't sit here today. I, you know, it, whatever. If, if, if somebody from whatever national publication that's still paying people to write about the NBA, there's like got to be what three of them left. Um, it's like someone's going to give the Blazers like a somewhere between an F and a C minus, and you're going to lose your mind. C minus seems like a fine grade to me. And uh, era of grade inflation. Not everyone deserves A's and B's. Okay, C is an average grade. Uh, but it, like you know, if the, if this gets an F from someone. It's an F in maybe in like the broader sense, but I don't think it's if they kind of fill out what they want to do over the next little bit. I don't think it's that terrible because, again, they kind of had to do this. You understand why they had to do this. Also, I don't think I've said this. Now we're nine minutes, eight, ten minutes into the show. Congrats, Jeremy Grant. Congrats for getting the bag, dude. $160 million. That's great. I'm always rooting for for the the people that make basketball fun, the entertainers, the players on the court to get paid. Having players get wildly overpaid is great for them. Um, it's maybe bad for like holistic team building stuff, but congratulations to Jeremy, Jeremy Grant. Go buy yourself all the Mason Marcello you can possibly want um, if you don't have it. A couple other minor notes, and then we'll talk about what's next for the Blazers because what's next is like they didn't do a lot, Al, so what's going on? Before we talk about what's next, we talk about FanDuel. It's a great time to head on over over to FanDuel because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to place all, all of your sports betting than action that you want to get in on. All of them. All your sports bets that you want to be involved with and America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Jeremy Grant's the big one. Blazers made minor moves at about 9.15 this morning. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, 9.15 local time. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported that the Blazers had waived Trendon Watford. Watford had a guarantee date uh, if he wasn't waived by today. It seems like a no-brainer that Watford would, you know, is that the minimum? So it's like, it seems like a no-brainer that's like, yeah. Bring Trent Watford back. He's pretty good. Like, he's not, you know, he's kind of a weird player, but he's like a totally functional, has a place in the league type of player. And you had him on the, literally the cheapest contract you could sign him to. This was puzzling. This was really puzzling. The only way this makes sense is a bigger move is cooking up and they needed they didn't want Trent Watford's money to hit the books and be up against whatever tax threshold or threshold they were going to be against so they wanted to get out from under that and um the other non-guaranteed guys are later in the like uh, Jabari Walker has a later trigger date and and Nate Williams has a later trigger date um I wouldn't I don't think Nate Williams is gonna be on the roster next year so but you just like don't have to um doesn't make sense to waive him and then still have Watford's money on the books if the thing you're worried about is having Watford's money on the books. And if you like say, hey, Trendon, can we push back your guarantee date into August? It's like, no, you can't just cut me in August. Like if you're... Trenton Watford wants to be a free agent during the free agent period. He wants to be out there when there's money to be had, right? Like he wants wants to get paid. So if if you're going to do it, there was no like, okay, yeah, we'll push back the date and make it happen. If, if you need to get the money off the books, you just do it. Trent Watford, um, bummer, fun story, easy dude to root for, cool guy, um, just like legitimately fun, funky, weird player, shoots like only floaters inside 15 feet, developed a much better three-point shot the la- latter half of the season, the end of this end of his uh, season with the Blazers. He shot like legitimately well from three. Not much of a defender, but can dribble, can pass, um, 
knows where to be on defense, just like doesn't have the lateral quickness or the vertical pop to be like an impactful defender yet. But he's young. He went from a two undrafted two-way guy to a contract in, in the league. You know, it's like easy dude to root for, bum that he's gone. Um, it only makes sense for two reasons. One, like totally financial. They just are, they've got some other moves cooking and they do not want to be at a certain threshold. Or like, if you want to really like, if you want to really cross your fingers here, is they got a big move brewing, and Trenton Watford's money was going to screw up the big move. Um, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. I think we will have clarity on what the Trenton Watford deal was later on. Um, we 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 shall see. I like it's 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 it struck me as very odd this morning, but there's got to be more to it. And so like, as of right now, I'll just say like, let's wait until there's more to it. Uh, the only other Blazers news is that Drew Eubanks signed with the Phoenix Suns. Likely no, no financial reporting. It means it's likely a minimum would be my guess, but um, two years and two years to Phoenix. Uh, they, they right before free agency started the, the, it was reported that the Suns who had made a offer to, um, Jock Landell to make him a restricted free agent, pulled that offer, no longer a restricted free agent. He was a, out in the world as a free agent. And then they agreed with Eubanks shortly thereafter. Um, I like Drew Eubanks. I think he's a good backup center in the league. Um, he was overextended as a, uh, as a center, as a starting center with the Blazers and got really exposed when he was asked to play 30 minutes a night, but as a low minute, 10, you know, 10, 12, 15 minutes a night, 18, when you really need him plays hard, um, can guard in space a little bit, has really good touch with, with both hands on hook shots. Um, yeah, not going to get cheated. Maybe Chase's blocks a little too much, but that's that's like, um, you know, he's not like this elite rim protector and sometimes he can get out of position. But like as a backup big, he's like legitimately just a good basketball player and you'd be, you'd be, it'd be totally functional to have him as your backup. I kind of assumed he was going to be the Blazers' backup. Um, working for the Phoenix Suns is a better job. Congrats to Drew Eubanks. Enjoy the desert. Okay, so the last question here is like, what's, what's next? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? I don't know. There is some speculation around the league that um, the teams like Philly and Miami are still trying to get in on a Damian Lord trade and acquire him in some move that moves that that is part of the James Harden move. We shall see. The Blazers have said a million kajillion bajillion times that they want to build a winner around Dame. They haven't done. They've done the one. They've done step one to do that, but they haven't made the. Tra- they haven't made trades. I mean, they're just. They don't have a lot of tools to do this in free agency. They're, they're going to have, they probably won't have the full mid-level um, with, with the way the money is going to work. Um, you know, like, so they're going to have slightly less than that. My, like, target guys for them that I liked with the mid-level, Jalen McDaniels, a, a sort of a big rangy forward with with a lot of athleticism, last play for the Sixers. You know, he he's still out there. Kelly Oubre is still out there if, if that's your guy, um, like, there's still there's sort of those those targets in that mid level money type world the sort of um, you know they they have not as I'm recording this at about nine thirty on a Friday evening they have not they're they're still on the market so they can make those moves but they're really going to make moves in the trade market and I think they will have to will have to wait for some other dominoes to fall to see if the Blazers do anything if they don't I mean we'll just talk about it on the show but like. It, you can't run it back, right? Like if they don't do more stuff, this Dame situation has to come, like it has to come to a head, right? Like it just has to. So you're kind of just waiting for that to drop in some ways if they don't do anything. But they still have, you know, they still have this, their, you know, low level free agent tools and they can still trade Amphrey Simons and they can still, you know, they're still like positioned to make big moves. But like if night one you were looking for action, you got 
the action that they were kind of boxed into was which was giving Jeremy Grant the bag and otherwise they let two big guys um, leave you know they let their two backup centers like their backup center and their small ball backup center leave they're still really small they're still really thin in the front court and they've got moves to make and here's the thing we'll cover them here um, I'm basically puzzled but I'm not like I didn't expect big fireworks from the Blazers necessarily but we've kind of we've kind of been waiting for the thing, a thing, either the big thing in a Dame trade and like the era to end and sort of the sadness that goes with like it, the, the, you know, moving on and like, and then shifting to being excited about young people and all and, and, and the rebuild and scoot and blah, 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 blah. Like, I think, I think there's sort of just the anticipation of that or the anticipation to like really back up what you've been saying. If you're going to go for it and build a winner around Dame, go ahead and build that winner. Go ahead and build that winner or, or like, you know, give it a shot. Um, it's too early as I record this to like, I'm not, I don't think you should be upset with them. I don't think you should like really channel a lot of anger towards them, but you should start squinting and saying, I don't see it. When are we going to see it? Because it's, it is show don't tell season. They've done a lot of telling. They haven't shown you much. When they do show us something, we'll talk about it here. Tell your friends about the show. Thanks for listening to a bonus episode of Lockdown Blazers available wherever you get podcasts, free on all platforms and on YouTube. Like I said, tell your friends, come back. we got more shows next week. We do five of them every single weekday, plus bonuses when you need to. Not getting that anywhere else. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon. <laughs>